0: This is Joan Ray from Mystery Science Theater 3000, and you're listening to Too Much Scrolling, and I'll see you in the future. Welcome to Too Much Scrolling for March 27th, 2018. I'm Steve Fodor. And I'm Rusty, the Easter Bunny. (laughs) Just a couple of guys sitting around talking about things that are important to us. Hopefully they're important to you. And if you need more information, there's so many great ways to find more information. Yeah, there's there's a lot happening this week, Chip. There's a lot of chocolate eggs to eat, Steve. It is Easter weekend. Happy Easter to all of our
1: listeners who celebrate Easter. I just wanted to remind everybody that the black licorice ones will be available on sale
0: after Easter. <laughs> <laughs> for, for orthodox easter the week after
1: well everyone enjoy them, steve gotcha. and, and orthodox easter it sounds like you're going to be celebrating That's, Orthodox. yeah easter,
0: easter easter was too inconvenient for my family this year so we're moving we're going to go orthodox for, for a week heading over to turkey <laughs> hanging out with some, with, with some uh eating some good food i bet there. You the food's better yeah
1: oh the food you know it's at least a little different Sp- you know, spice it up steve there you go. there's a lot of spices in turkey
0: Also, Easter falls on April Fool's Day. So, happy April Fool's Day for those of you who celebrate that on Sunday.
1: Well, you know, Rusty, the uh, Easter bunny, uh, is a fool. There you go.
0: (laughs) And you and I are headed to Indiana Comic Con. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but (laughs) I'm excited, Indianapolis, man. man. It's awesome. I love Indianapolis. I am ready. Let's go. Film at 11. Brings us to our Film at 11, our Movie of the Week, you know, when we review movies. That's right. Well, let's just say that chip, um, Chip's chip been busy. Chip's been busy, but and Steve... Steve's been busy, too. But thank, thank God for Steve. Thankfully, Steve has gotten through Season 11 of The X-Files. The now, that, that was released earlier this year, right? And it just ended last week.
1: All right, so tell us a little bit about what's going on.
0: Well... Here's the thing, Chip. There's a lot of stuff happening in our government in the real world, and Mulder and Scully are here to save us from all the conspiracies and all the aliens that are controlling the government. Well, that's Isn't that that fun? That sounds great, Steve. It's great. (laughs) I I gotta say, I have to say, I was disappointed by this season of The X-Files. And I am not alone in this. There's a lot of people who saw... Were they
1: basically trying to parallel The X Files with current politics?
0: They always did. The okay. X Files was always about hey, everybody, look at what might be. What if? Uh, well, well, that's a fun thing to
1: experience. It is. To, to, to really go through, I, I think. Normally. That, okay.
0: It is some of the writing on season 11 was bad writing some of the acting on season 11 was bad acting i saw in the last episode Mulder walks up to a stranger says i am a federal agent did that child just check into this motel and the person says yes he checked in five minutes ago he paid in cash
1: do you remember the wayne's world uh movie where they stopped by the the gas station And all of a sudden the person was fumbling the lines. Anyway, they brought Charleston Heston to say, wait a minute, let's just redo
0: this. They yeah. brought, so, it so, was that sort of a an acting moment. All right. There you go, I, Steve. I didn't like it very much. I, really? I did okay, the height of the story, the very end of the story, I was intrigued by the action of what was gonna happen. How were they going to resolve this? Are Mulder and Scully going to be okay? Are they going to survive this adventure that they're in the middle of? Uh, Then they threw in some really bad CGI blood. That's awesome, Steve. And I looked at that and I went, "This, this is not for me. Did you jump the shark, Steve? I may have jumped the shark. Season ten may have been jumping the shark. Now I'll give. I'll this give is you, eleven, though. This, this is season eleven. Okay. I, they, this may have been an ill advised season eleven, is what I'm saying.
1: That's too bad because you know you have all the people who grew up on the X Files, mm-hmm. all they,
0: those '90s shows, and they
1: can write. They they know the material. That's the point. Is you don't just have people who are just you know they can you know passing through the information. They've absorbed it. They like it, right? So I, I don't know why they would have such challenging. I was challenges a little
0: the disappointed. There was one really good episode. It was almost a silent hour of television, which is pretty stunning. Really, they used a very interesting contrivance where they basically did not speak for the entire episode.
1: Now, did you have what was going on around them, like the the wind and the you know?
0: All the sound was there. They just did not open the, their mouths. They the, did the Foley not artists. communicate. They did not communicate with each other verbally, and that was a very interesting episode. It was compared, basically, to an episode of Black Mirror, because there's a a series of technology that takes over in that episode. Steve... Yeah, you, know, you could use telepathy, and you could really understand what they were thinking. Well, Balder and Scully have been working together for 30 years. They know each other pretty well. They can communicate with each other with a glance. But this particular episode was a was an intriguing contrivance. It was interesting to watch. The rest of this show... Uh, I I'd be okay with skipping it. All
1: right, so Steve, you
0: also got to see Ash oh. versus Evil Dead. Okay, remember on when stars. I said remember when I said bad CGI blood scene in in X Files? Yes, I do. In Ash versus Evil Dead, there's very little CGI blood. It's all practical blood. They are throwing buckets. Of blood on each other. And, and, and by the way, this is a comedy. This and it's, is it's, it's meant to be fun. It is a horror comedy. Those of you who haven't heard me talk about Ash versus Evil Dead, this is the show that takes place after the Evil Dead movies and Army of Darkness, if you ever watched Army of Darkness. It's a comedy. It is a slapstick, Three Stooges-style horror movie where you are seeing horrific things and slapstick falling down, even with the, the sounds from the Three Stooges in it. All right, so you really enjoyed this. I love Ash
1: vs. Evil Dead, even Season 3. So what we got was sort of mixed motions on X-Files, and you
0: really enjoyed the Ash vs. Evil Dead. I, yes, uh, all of my money is going to Ash vs. Evil Dead, not the X-Files this week. All right, let's talk about what's the big player this this week. Opening this week, we have Ready Player One. The movie from the book from Ernest Cline is finally hitting theaters, to say that this is highly anticipated is an understatement. Everybody knows about Ready Player One at this point.
1: Absolutely. In fact, on our second anniversary show... Yeah. We waited to discuss this book uh-huh. because we knew it was going to be—it's
0: a special book. It is a special book written by a special author, and hopefully, God, I hope that this is going to be a special movie.
1: Well, the the book was an ode to like every '80s, you know, late '70s type of thing that you pop could think of—culture,
0: all about pop culture. Anything
1: and everything got to show up uh-huh. in it. Uh-huh. And Spielberg, who is probably the '80s uh, director, yep. and John Williams. Probably the
0: 80s uh, movie. Composer. composer. Yeah. I mean, They are both working on this film. Oh my goodness. It is directed by Steven Spielberg, music by John Williams. I have high expectations for this film. So think dystopian um, uh, world. Think about uh,
1: escaping to this exciting place called the Oasis, which is mm-hmm. sort of a virtual reality type thing. You put on your glasses. And you are your new persona. Whatever you want to be. Anything you can imagine, you can do in virtual reality. And the story begins Mm -hmm. with the death of the inventor of the Oasis. Mm -hmm. And the person who solves the
0: riddles Uh gets the company. Becomes the owner of the company. This is a Willy Wonka story. This is a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I'm done. In in this case, he's dead. But I'm done owning this company. I need somebody else to take over this multi-billion dollar corporation. I'm interested, Steve. I am so interested in this movie. I have high expectations. I I only hope that this movie can live up to my really high expectations.
1: Now, that's going to be blockbuster material. It really could be the biggest uh, film of the year. Uh, Of the year. Of the whole year. Yeah, potentially. It's
0: got a lot going on it. Now, we'll we'll find out. Find out. All right. I am still nervous. I'm uh, still nervous about it. I have very high expectations, but I might be disappointed. Because the book was so good, the movie might not uh, be as wonderful. We'll see. We'll see. We'll find out. All right, so we also have another, another movie by Tyler Perry. It actually looks pretty good yes Tyler Perry is the king of movies in a lot of ways right now he has made so much money made so many great movies the one this week is called Acrimony and they put his name in the title Tyler Perry's Acrimony this stars Taraji P. Henson who is a wonderful actress sure. beautiful woman going through a terrible situation and uh, a lot of betrayal it's a very dark trailer
1: I'm telling you. This looks actually pretty
0: good. Yeah.
1: I, I um, if, if for some reason Ready Player One doesn't uh, hit your fancy, this is much more grounded. And this looks pretty good. That'd dark. Be... Yeah. Like,
0: if you told me that this movie was directed by Alfred Hitchcock, I would believe you. The trailer is that dark.
1: All right, Steve, Easter's coming
0: around. Do we have a movie that possibly... <laughs> Possibly we could talk about. <laughs> yep. They usually come out with Easter movies around Easter time. We had Paul that came out last week. Which was probably pretty good. Which is not about a talking alien. That's a different movie that's called different, Paul. That's right. This one is called God's Not Dead. This is the third film in that series. This one is subtitled A Light in the Darkness. So my, my first thought is
1: the, the group that's down in Georgia that put together um, uh, Facing the Giants. Fireproof. Fire, fire, okay wonderful films. I, I I enjoy those films. I mean, they're, they're, they're very religious. Mm-hmm. They, they talk about being a better husband. They talk about being Beautiful a better messages. child, um, to, to rising to, and, and, and basically um, observing your faith, but also living your faith in a very, uh, what I would say, a very Southern way of looking at religion. Agreed. And um, these seem to be really just... Um, go see them if you, if you have interest. I, I, I don't have interest in seeing
0: this. I'm sure there's a lot of people who will go see this. Of course they will. Uh, no, I am not one of those people. Th- there seems like the message of this is not exactly the right message. I love the messages of those other films. It seems
1: screwy logic. And yeah. somehow, I'm sure it's a... It, it, listen, if you if this is for you, go see it. Yep. I'm, I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. This certainly is doesn't appeal to me at all.
0: Ready Player One. <laughs> right. uh, uh, I'll go see Ready Player One.
1: <laughs> if you want to see a movie like that, go see uh, Fireproof. Go see, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Facing the Giants. What was that? Flywheel? That was also another one. That those was were, really good. It's part really of the same really series. Good. Yeah. Book it. Book it. Book it. Book it. Book
0: it. Book it. Book it. Brings us to our book at our book of the week. You have been getting through J.R.R. Tolkien's famous, amazing tome, epic story of The Lord of the Rings, and you have finished The Return of the King, the third part of that series. Congratulations.
1: Oh my goodness. In fact, that's what it is. It's like running a marathon. Yeah. And eventually you you wind up at the end exhausted uh, exhausted. (laughs) wondering what happened maybe you're missing a finger you never know steve you never know Uh, (laughs) the first thing i want to do is i want to congratulate myself for finishing this congratulations chip we Um, all
0: congratulate you we're proud of you chip
1: this is one of those books that's just been out there that i've said I should read this book. It's a classic. It of is, course, it, it is. is a
0: centerpiece for so many books that came after. So many stories that came after. Well,
1: in fact, I would say this is the um, the beginning of modern fantasy. Mm-hmm. Okay, there may there are other fantasy novels way before this, but when we start thinking of what this meant, I mean. Um, Dungeons and Dragons came out of this. Um, you could think of almost anything that has wizards in it or, or um, has uh, you know some journey on it. In fact, I mean this is definitely Joseph Campbell material right, right. there. And the other part about it is, is this is not the happy-go-lucky. There, I mean, people die in this one. Mm-hmm. People, um, the characters come in and, and stuff like that.
0: This is certainly not uh, Luke Skywalker. Uh, There's only one trilogy. And it's not The Lord of the Rings. There's only one return, and it's of the Jedi. That's right. Not all journeys. um, Not not all that wander, Steve. um, There's just a lot of walking in those movies. That's right. Not not all that wander are lost, Steve. I keep quoting Kevin Smith because Kevin Smith has a whole diatribe about how The Lord of the Rings is not Star Wars.
1: Oh, it isn't. Is oh, it? I, oh
0: no, oh no, it's not. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> They're dragons, Steve.
1: I think what Game of Thrones got from you know having this. No doubt. Now, Tolkien set out to basically put together an Anglican um, version of the the North mythology, mm-hmm. uh, and he, he really succeeded. This is, his love of language shows up mm-hmm. between the uh, the poems the songs the dinners all the description of
0: all the meals uh-huh.
1: okay his, his love on. of language means this book is long and it's certainly very detailed it's so intimidating but you know we think about christopher lee the uh the actor the one from count dooku steve uh,
0: yes I, i'm uh, aware of count dooku
1: okay he was also in the the, the movie version he was uh, one of the wizards but I wanted to say that uh, he read this book every year of his life. Wow! Um, so for a lot of people, this is a very deep story, mm-hmm. and um, I'm glad I got through it. I, I I don't know how much I want to discuss about the material because it's just for me. It was the completion of it that that it's the notch up for me.
0: I tell you what. We'll contact Corey Olson, the Tolkien professor, and we'll have him come in and describe why this is so important to you and to everybody who's read it, because he has a great lecture series on exactly that topic.
1: Absolutely. I think, he's I think a... that's
0: where you got started on this, wasn't it?
1: I did. I ended up reading Olson's book on, uh, basically the thing it was on Understanding the Hobbit. Okay. And so I reread The Hobbit. And then, uh, you know, I went on my journey. I, when, once you fin- finish the children's book, mm-hmm. The Hobbit, you go to the big you boy can book. Move on to the and that book. big boy book is massive for real. Yeah, it, it's um, it's it's a marathon. Yeah, and I'm glad I read it. Uh, you know, I, 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 I what, what can I say?
0: Yeah, you should go on to Twitter and follow Tolkien Prof. That's the Tolkien Professor. He's got so many things to talk about with this. We're going to have him on in the coming weeks and Excellent. we'll discuss a lot of this. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you went through the ride and and now you should start over again.
1: Well, on some level I would like to because, you know, the accomplishment of getting through it the first time is it's trying just to get your arm around all the the beginning parts, and it's just that's that it's very intimidating because there you you got places, you've got son of such and such and blah 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 like it's the just, beginning
0: of the Bible. Oh yeah. yeah, it
1: just gets it just gets overwhelming. Hmm. But once you are finished with it, you've got the characters down, and now it's a matter of kind of re-experiencing it.
0: very much like the last jedi the first viewing of the last jedi there was so much to take in oh you are kidding me Steve! (laughs) when i saw it the second time then i was able to understand it a lot better i think that's what you're talking about is star wars i i I don't think so steve (laughs) somehow somehow the um is that your new catchphrase i don't think so steve
1: well it could be i i don't think so steve I, I, I think the betrayal of the last, um, the Return of the Jedi, yeah. was uh, the beginning of the, the first trilogy, <laughs> where where um, where Lucas basically said, uh,
0: these these fans are too crazy, I, I'm getting out of here. There you go. <laughs> here, Disney, go have some fun. So, The Return of the King, the third part of The Lord of the Rings, you can find it on our Amazon store, com. if you don't have seven copies of it at the house already. There you go. go with it Or scroll with it this week. We've got a lot to talk about. There's a lot of things happening in the world, in our world specifically. Apple is revealing a new cheaper iPad today at Lane Tech High School here in Chicago. That's awesome because I think Google Chrome has probably just mopped them pretty good. Uh, didn't they? There's certainly the number of Google Chrome books in my school outnumbers the number of iPads. I think it's about 12 to 1 right now.
1: Well, I think we have. We are like, the sixth largest school district in the state of Illinois. Il- Illinois is really unique in the sense that they'll have a school district with like two schools. Right. But uh, the, my point being is that we are a large one and they initially, they rolled out Chromebooks a couple years ago
0: and now everybody has a Chromebook. Now everybody has a Chromebook because it's so economical. A $150 Chromebook versus a, what, $600 iPad? Sure. Gee, let me think real hard.
1: And then you throw on uh, where they're replacing many of the paper books with... Um, Digital models, digital
0: textbooks. Yes, so sir.
1: It allows them to be updated, and, and it just becomes a subscription That's subscription it. model,
0: right? Which may or may not be economical, yep. but it might be the right information for the kids at the time.
1: Well, anyway, Apple obviously um, had to make a decision, right? And uh, they did. And it uh, seems like this is going to be a, a nice little rollout. We'll see yeah, we'll, we'll see. see what
0: comes in. We'll see what happens with that this afternoon. Roseanne, speaking of TV shows from the 90s, remember Roseanne? I do. Uh, Steve, I don't. I know, you I, don't watch TV. I don't watch TV.
1: <laughs> but I do know of the of the, uh, the theory of this show. I know uh-huh. it was out there.
0: You know, the, you know the general idea of Roseanne is this comedian who sure. is a very loud person who has a very bossy lifestyle and she has a sitcom family to go with it. Exactly. Uh, Okay, they are coming back tonight on ABC. I look forward to this. I have seen some critics who have been very positive on this reboot. They brought back all the cast, didn't they? They brought back the entire cast, including both Beckys, which is very complicated, but they made it a storyline so that these two actresses can play two different characters instead of the same character. And, you know, I love the fourth wall breaking of Roseanne, where they talk to the audience and they say, well look at what we've done. It's funny. It's a sitcom. I I really look forward to this. We've got John Goodman in it. Uh, Well, half of John Goodman, yeah. He's a lot skinnier now than he used to be. Well, I am too, So are you, Chip. Congratulations. (laughs) Get your sitcom back. Exactly. I'm going to go for it. (laughs) I look forward to that one. Also, tomorrow night on ABC is a new show. Hey, look. They don't just reboot old shows. They sometimes make new shows. This one's called Alex, Inc. Tell me about what this... The 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 subject of this one is here's the, here's the thing, Chip. I live a sitcom life. <laughs> my, you, you've got a laugh track that just follows you. Around. I I do, and uh, a theme song. They're called well. My, I've got lots of theme songs. Grenadier has certainly made a theme song for me and there's certainly a theme song to my life but I have a so- a laugh track that's my 7th and 8th graders laughing at me the whole time but <laughs> this is a show Alex Inc. is about a guy who starts a podcast in his basement and all the trials and tribulations and sitcom lifestyle that happens as a result.
1: Well, the first thing you'll probably learn is um, there's not a lot of income No, in, there's not a podcasts. lot of money. It's, not... a, it's a labor of love, Steve. <laughs> that's right. It's
0: a very expensive hobby. Well, basically what you do is you, you grab yourself a career uh-huh. and then you say, I'd like to do a podcast. And you find the time and you find the passion for doing this. I love doing this. I love having oh, this opportunity too. to talk with you every week.
1: This is this is a lot of fun, but I, I don't know how anyone... I, I do know there's a unicorn out there. Tom Merritt. That is that is making <laughs> an income off of this. Yes, he is. But, but
0: most people are doing it because they have an interest. They have something that they would like to talk about. And, and that passion, hopefully, comes through these microphones into the ear holes of our listeners. I hope you hear that we are passionate about whatever we're talking about. That's right, and that's why we thank you. Thank thank you. you, all of you. Thank you. Speaking of 70s sitcoms, I live a 70s sitcom life. One of the reasons why I became a teacher was because I watched Welcome Back Cotter as a young child. I really thought, wow, that guy is making a difference in those kids' lives. So every night, Steve sits down with his wife across the table. <laughs> yes, I do. And he tells a story with a joke at the end. Of course Why? I do. <laughs> 25 years, she's heard all the jokes by now. But yeah, that's, that is a realistic part of my life. <laughs> Telling my wife jokes and having her just groan and roll her eyes is certainly a part of my lifestyle. The other part of my lifestyle... WKRP in Cincinnati is coming back to MeTV. All right, save we're going to have a little test here. I've got a bottle of
1: <laughs> bourbon and a couple of shot glasses. And we got, we got a bell here. We're, we're going to be testing.
0: How. To see how your reflexes match up with your alcohol. Oh, oh, we've got a guest. It's Johnny Fever. What's going to happen? <laughs> it's a great show, isn't it? There's so many great stories that came out of that show. I, I welcome it back to MeTV starting April 2nd.
1: And, um, and the, the turkeys are going to hit the floor. <laughs> God <laughs> the is my witness. I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> the fact that they
0: call me big guy at my school, all of my custodians call me big guy. And it makes me smile every time they do it.
1: <laughs> Steve, we got a real story coming up. A real okay, one.
0: okay. This is one of Chip's stories. You can tell that my stories are now done. Chip, tell me all about Brazil. I'll go sit over here.
1: <laughs> Steve, there is a, um, there's a demand for the essence of the American male uh-huh. down in Brazil. Uh-huh. And um, many of the young ladies down there um, would like to have um, children. Mm-hmm. And so they're... We, America, one of the exports that we have down to Brazil is, um, well, stuff that Genetic
0: material. Genetic material. Yes. Thank you, Chip. All right. So here (laughs) we go. Welcome to too much scrolling. But
1: what's really interesting about it is it is the uh, Pacific Northwest seems to be an area that they're pulling from. Isn't
0: that interesting that the Pacific Northwest, you think of manly men in the Pacific Northwest, you know, lumberjacks and all sorts of- And Microsoft employees. And Microsoft employees. (laughs) Sure.
1: Same thing, same thing, Steve. <laughs> All right, but um, what is interesting about it, and, and this is what, uh, this is where the discussion should go. Mm-hmm. You know, are these designer babies? Because what they're what they're really choosing. All right, so Brazil had a very different background th- than the United States. The United States, we had slavery. There really was not a mixture of the races. I mean, I'm sorry, except for um, Thomas Jefferson's wife. Sure. I mean, they weren't really married, but they they certainly were a couple. Hmm. Um but uh, we, for the most part we we um th- they were very uh, the, the races remain segregated for a period of time a very long Ma- time maybe in the last 30 or 40 years we finally have this opening up this is not the 1960s movie where Sydney Pony Portier comes to dinner you right know? Um, this is uh you know very normal very normal especially These are Americans. if you go to high school it's 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 virtually uh, you know, everyone is the, um, the is melting worn.
0: pot has become a reality.
1: So the, the skin pigment is really not an issue right now, right? But Brazil had a very different uh, background from the beginning. There they had a lot of mixtures, and um, what what has happened is their desire, the desire for blue eyes and maybe a little blonde hair, mm-hmm. ha- and in um, a, a skin color, a little lighter skin color. Is probably prompting this because this is exactly what these um, people are looking for, mm-hmm. uh, for whatever uh, reason they're, they're choosing that. And so, you know, is this a form of racism? Is this a, d- is this designer children or a form of racism?
0: Well, we've gotten into so much knowledge of the human genome. We can look at DNA and we can take out those dangerous, deadly pieces of DNA. And, and I think we all agree that that's a good idea. Sure.
1: If we could take out something that a chromosome that would potentially mm-hmm. give you cancer.
0: Right. Uh,
1: or, you know, al- al- Alzheimer's or, um, any all type of Parkinson's the list is a long list. Yeah. Any type of, um, Challenge that that we w- could face in life, if we could somehow identify that and help pull that out, that would be very very useful.
0: The question is, where is the line? Is is it useful to put in blue eyes and blonde hair? Is that a useful trait?
1: I don't know, Steve. Is it a useful trait? I have
0: no idea.
1: All right. So the question we also kind of brought up is this kind of eugenics. This, mm. this go, you know, think about the turn of the century back in the 1900s and maybe the, the you know what was going on in germany at the time mm-hmm. and, and the united states i mean we we we've, we've had um, settlements i mean probably in the last 20 or 30 years from uh, unique experiments that were done on people who did not know right that they were being experimented on mm-hmm. um, it seems to kind of be an echo of that in a way i i i don't know how to take this i mean i'm fascinated in the sense that mm-hmm. there's i mean the market market. the
0: market can provide my friend yeah (laughs) it is it is certainly a sci-fi story in there somewhere there's there's quite a few sci-fi stories about genetics and how we make a certain type of people and we don't make other certain types of people
1: all right so that's enough deep stuff for the day Steve.
0: let's get to the fun stuff back to my stories good it's easter chip and this friday March 30th in McHenry, Illinois you and I can go to the adult Easter egg hunt brought to you by our friends at 103.9 The Fox okay we can't
1: do it because we have other plans we have other plans but you know what if you're in the Chicago area you should go you should go have some fun fun. well you can tell that we are a very playful society Uh and that we grew up doing Easter egg hunts and fun things like that and listening to Eddie Volkman Eddie Volkman's gonna be the host of it so he's gonna be there (laughs) 773 Anyway, we we're we're not going to be here. But if you're in the area and and wanting to, I don't know, experience your youth as an adult,
0: you know why it's in McHenry? No, because there ain't no Shermer in Illinois. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Boom, 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 boom.
1: All right, so Steve, tell them why we will not be there because we're going down to a place.
0: We're going down to Indianapolis, and you know who else is going to be there, Chip? The Boilermakers. Weird Al Yankovic is playing Indianapolis on Thursday, March 29th. His ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour is coming to Indianapolis this weekend. So, Steve, you're heading down. Yes, sir.
1: And um, you're, you're going to see your good your, your buddy from, uh, actually your roommate from college, right? Yes,
0: our executive producer, JD, is going to be there because he lives in Indianapolis. And we are going to have a fun time this weekend so you're going to play all the polka music you can i love it i love it i love every bit of it this is an all original no parody song tour that weird al is doing it is just playing to a room full of nerds and boy are are these concerts sold out
1: (laughs) if you missed them or if you're going to miss them in indianapolis because you're going to be down there Mm -hmm. it looks like you can see him in champagne yeah he's going to champagne on 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 Friday. friday Uh, so if you're not at the adult Easter egg hunt, or you go there and then you have to head down. The Easter egg pain.
0: hunt is in the morning. So yeah, you could do both.
1: But he's also going to be in Chicago at the yep. Vic.
0: Yep. Going on, to the Vic.
1: On April 6th and
0: 7th. Next weekend, April 6th and 7th. Go see Weird Al at the Vic.
1: So Steve needs a miracle and JD does too. <laughs> And they're going to go see Weird Al. But that's not the reason we're going down to Indianapolis. That's the bonus,
0: isn't it? That is the bonus. We are going down to Indianapolis this weekend for Indiana Comic-Con. It's this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, March 30th through April 1st at the Indianapolis Convention Center. Just a beautiful space.
1: Oh, my goodness. And it sounds like we're going to have a lot of people we're going to be hanging out with.
0: Yeah, they they get about 30,000 attendees each year at the Indiana Comic-Con. This is the fourth annual. It started in 2014. And it's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> All right, with, with all the Disney and Marvel movies that are going on right now, and the, the
1: billions, not not millions, mm-hmm. billions of dollars of revenue that are produced by there. Right. The idea of going back to the core, the Comic-Con, basically the source material that's really, really struggling right now mm-hmm. and trying to get those fans to, to kind of show up and, and get involved with this, uh, this I guess, this genre. Yeah,
0: come on in. The water's
1: warm. Comic books are great. Tell me a little bit, because they, they actually set this up really well. If you're 12
0: and under, under. Come on in. Free. It's free. No charge for any kids 12 and under for this Comic-Con. All right, so I'll just go ahead and lay it on the table, Steve. Mm-hmm.
1: Listen, if you're in Chicago, um, look to Milwaukee and mm-hmm. look to Indianapolis for similar events, and yeah. you'll see the price is very family-friendly, Steve.
0: Yeah, this is a, this is a great price. Yeah. Children should come into the fold of all of us who love comic books, and they should... Give them their money later. Give exactly. them 20 years worth of comic books. And, and then. They love the movies. Yes. You know, le- you know, let's go meet some of the people who produce the
1: source material. Let's go see some of the source material. Yes. Um, and, and you know what? Even for families. I mean, if you wanted to go for a three-day pass. It's 60 bucks.
0: Yes, three-day pass for 60 bucks. one day $30, uh, except for Saturday. Saturday they'll charge you an extra 10 but still. But, but that's worth that's it because still, we're going to be walking around that's Saturday, right.
1: and you're going to see us in our shirts, that's and uh, we're going to be dressed as Sasquatches.
0: <laughs> we will be the Sasquatches of the place, the Steve, tallest, loudest men. Oh, there they are. Steve Steve and I are,
1: are, are big guys, mm-hmm. and so we'll also have JD. So JD is also a big guy. That's right. And so he can be a third Sasquatch. <laughs> But if you find us, we probably give you some beef jerky
0: <laughs> Just not, not individually wrapped beef jerky just a
1: piece of beef jerky here that's you go. Right. Good luck. that's right we won't even have tongues we'll just pull it out with our with our fingers and just. <laughs> <hand it> to- <laughs> Now we have we have a little bit of swag. Uh, we've we've uh, that's have. right. And so if you find us walking around the convention, ask us. We'll, we'll give you something. That's right.
0: There's a pretty good guest list going on for the Comic Con this year. S- set me up, Steve. Tell is going to be there. I went through the list and I selected all the ones that I was I was surprised to see and I was excited to see, and they're all all guys. <laughs> it's, it's a sausage. A, it's festive. a real sausage fest at Comic Con <laughs> this year. David Harbor, Sheriff Hopper from Stranger Things, is going to be there. I would really like to shake that man's hand. He did such a great job in that show. He did a great job. and What a fun series that is. Yes.
1: Just a fun series.
0: Jonathan Frakes, Will Riker from Star Trek The Next Generation is going to be there. So, Steve, is he going to have a beard or no beard? You know No, no, absolutely he's got a beard. No, Will Riker is a very handsome man with a beard and not quite so much without a beard. Kind of like me. (laughs) Kind of like me. When I shave, uh, people go, oh, you're going to grow that back? (laughs) <laughs> Sean Astin is going to be there. Back to your Lord of the Rings. Well, I- uh, that's Rudy, baby. Rudy's oh, going to be there in
1: Indiana. He's probably going to have a touchdown. He'll you probably never know. stop
0: by Notre Dame on the way there. Well, South Bend's a little bit away. <laughs> it's a little bit farther. Away. Little it's a little way. a little north. Indiana's not as small as I think it is. Is it? <laughs> Wallace Shawn is going to be in town. Inconceivable. Yeah, that guy. He's from uh, the Princess Bride. The guy from the Princess Bride. He's got a test
1: with you. <laughs> He's going to put a couple of cups down, and there's going to be some wine. You'll have to. T-
0: you'll have to have some wine with him. I would. I would love to shake his hand. Well, he's, he's, he's got a great cadence to his voice. Interesting, interesting voice. William B. Davis, the smoking man from the X-Files. I will not tell him how disappointed I was in season 11. No, no. and, <laughs> and he, He's not
1: Gary Oldman, Steve. No. No, no. He's not going to get sick uh, sucking down all that at nicotine.
0: <laughs> We've got... Charlie Adler, you might not know Charlie Adler, but you know his voice. He is a voice actor that has been on so many cartoons, especially one of my favorite cartoons, Cow and Chicken, where he did almost every voice of almost every character on that show. Well, that's awesome. Yep. Uh, Roger Bumpus, who you know as the voice actor who is Squidward, Squidward. on Spongebob. Yeah, I have kids. I, I know what that is. You know Spongebob. Uh, of course, Spongebob's been on forever now. Speaking of voice actors, one of the best voice actors is kevin conroy he is going to be at comic-con i
1: was gonna say the other voice of god
0: that's right that's right Oh, oh, so excited to talk! Let to you. my people go. <laughs> <laughs> and Star Wars novelist Timothy Zahn is going to be there. He's he's he, a Chicago he's boy. He's a Chicago guy. Yeah, I don't know if he
1: lives here now. Yeah, but, but he wrote a bunch of Star Wars books. A yes. whole bu- and a whole bunch of other stuff. Some of which
0: are now not canon anymore. Thanks, Disney. <laughs> They're still probably fun reads. You never know. The heir to the Empire. That's the one that you remembered. The, that was a pretty
1: big one. They yeah. actually came out about a soundtrack of that, yeah. and the and the book took place in between um, the Empire Strikes Back and the Return of the Jedi. It was better than the Return of the Jedi. Let me just go ahead and there say that. There you go. And actually, it was it was. I'm, I'm surprised they dropped that from canon because it was. Yeah, I think the premise was that you know with the Sith, there's only one apprentice, mm-hmm. and uh, of course the Emperor is always looking for a new stronger one.
0: Right. And um, well. The, the, he they, found somebody there
1: was somebody who was going to
0: challenge veda baby there you go this this is gonna be so much fun i look forward to going down to indianapolis hanging out with jd and if, if you wanted to find where, where would we find information about this if you need more information go to their website indianacomiccon.com they have a twitter account and a facebook page you can just google indiana comic con and join us down there next weekend and you're gonna say jd we're coming we're coming. We're on our way. I already I already texted them and said, uh, get ready. So we're having pizza, <laughs> a lot of food. That's that's what I'm thinking of. We're having of. convention food too, Steve, convention which is awesome. Food. Fantastic. <laughs> it's spring break. I I got a lot of time on my hands. I'm doing a lot of reading. All right. So, for for many schools, spring break has been whatever week it is. For our schools
1: in our area in Chicagoland, this is our spring break. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And this is just a reminder that we're still, you know, for our next show. Getting M- ready for next week. MT Anderson's feed. Yep. We're going to be discussing it. You can join us in reading this book. Yep, Pamela Bador has talked about it in her, her courses on the, the Great Courses, the Dystopian and Utopian. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, she also um, she was very happy that we were, we were doing this. Yes. So this also has a very um, uh, pertinent uh, and timeliness to mm-hmm. it because if you've been following the scandal that's going on at Facebook right now, okay, there's something about this book. That that
0: plays right into that. that. you should really be thinking about when you think about Facebook this week. Yes, sir. The kids are are
1: always plugged into the internet. Mm -hmm. It just feeds right into your mind. And then sort of the ramifications of what happens if that goes away. That's it. And then it pops back in. And see if you go back to the reality of of before. Look, I'm very excited to talk about this book. I think that all of us should spend some time and and, uh, delve into this. I think many people will enjoy it.
0: Yep, that's our spring break group reading assignment. You can find it on our Amazon store, scrolling.com. Get it, find it, send us a message, tell us how you liked it, tell us how much you think that this is pertinent to Facebook, and we will have a great discussion about it next week. I don't know, Chip. I think we have enough information to survive another week. What do you think? Only if we can come back next week, Steve, from the Indiana Comic-Con. Yes. Well, hopefully we'll get some people to talk on microphones and we'll have some some sounds to play on the show, too. Some loud voices. There you go. Remember
1: the, uh, the gentleman from the Doctor Who convention that was really, really loud? Yeah. Yes, that's yes, what we want. Great
0: stuff. If you have any information that you want to share with us, give us a call or a text. Our phone number is 805-4104-TMS. Our website is too com. Our email is too scrolling at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. i got to remember to take pictures while we're at the Comic-Con. I never remember to take pictures. I'll do that. We're on iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. And every day of the week, you can go to our news site, com. I want to thank you again for listening to Too Much Scrolling. I'm Steve Fodor. And I'm Rusty the Easter Bunny. Orthodox Easter Bunny. The,
1: the Orthodox Easter
0: Bunny. We'll <laughs> see you in the future. <laughs> Thanks, Easter Bunny. Rock, rock. What I want to talk about is what I want to thank you for.